0: Welcome to the Pastor's Study. I'm Pastor Rocky Fritz, coming to you from the First Baptist Church in Amboy, Illinois. I encourage you to follow along in your Bible with pen and notebook in hand as we study the scripture verse by verse and word by word. We are currently traveling the Romans road. Gather your things together and turn in your New Testament of Paul's Epistle to the Romans or what we usually refer to simply as the Book of Romans. Traveling to the end of Romans chapter number 3, we also come to the end of the first section of the book of Romans. Chapters 1, 2, and 3 define for us the first step of the gospel, and that is God's condemnation of all men as unworthy sinners. There are a number of very important words for us to understand in this section of scripture that we're really not going to have time to delve into, but I do want to at least give brief definitions of some of these words. Words such as justification, redemption, propitiation, righteousness, remission, and forbearance. Verse number 24 reads, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption of that is in Christ Jesus. The word justified means to render or regard as just or righteous. We can understand it by a simple statement that says, just as if I'd never sinned. That's what God does when he justifies us, declares us right or just as if we'd never sinned. Notice that we're justified freely by His grace. This is God's undeserving, unmerited favor showed toward us. The word redemption refers to a ransom that is paid in full. It's a deliverance or a liberation. When Jesus died on the cross, He paid the debt of our sin. Our redemption is in Christ Jesus. Only He is able to redeem us, because He is the God-Man. Verse number 25 says, "...whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood, to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God." Notice the beginning of that verse, God hath set forth, God has put on display, or public view. The crucifixion and the resurrection of Christ was not done secretly in a corner, but it was done before all the world and is recorded in history for all to see. The word propitiation here literally means a covering or an atoning. Speaking of His blood, by faith or confidence or assurance, in His blood we have that propitiation, that covering of our sin. The word righteousness in reference to His righteousness is the plan or the scheme of justification the way that God has chosen to justify us. Notice that it's Christ's righteousness not our righteousness. It's according to His plan, His device not our plan and our understanding. The word remission means the passing over, the disregarding, the remission of our sins that are past. When Christ died for our sins, He died for the sins of the past, present, and future. The word past here is a reference to the fact that He has put them behind us. Psalm 103 in verse number 12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far... Has He removed our transgressions from us? He's put them in the past. He's put them behind us through the forbearance of God. The word forbearance means the tolerance or the patience, the goodness and the grace of God. Thank God for His patient mercy, His forbearance that offers to us salvation. Verse number 26 says, To declare, I say at this time, His righteousness, that He might be just, and the justifier of Him that believeth in Jesus. To declare or to reveal His good news, that He is the righteousness, that He is the justifier of those which believeth, of those that have faith or put their faith and trust and confidence in Him. He's revealed His righteousness and His justification to those of us who have trusted Him for salvation. Chapter number four, we're going to be introduced to the imputing of His righteousness, that God has put His righteousness upon us. In verse number 27, we read, Where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law? Of works, nay, but by the law of faith. There's no boasting in or glorying in what we have accomplished in our salvation. Our boasting is simply in the law of faith. The law of faith causes us to boast, not in ourselves, but in Christ. Verse number 28 says, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified By faith, without the deeds of the law. We conclude that we're not saved by keeping the law. It's not by the deeds of the law or our obedience to the law. The law, again, was never intended to be a means of salvation. The law simply condemns us as sinners, but the law also points us to the Messiah, the Savior, the Justifier, of all who will come to Him. Verse number 29 reads, Is He the God of the Jews only? Is He not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. He is the God of the Jew and of the Gentile. Verse 30 again repeats this truth, seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision, or the Jew, by faith, And the uncircumcision or the Gentile through faith. It's through faith. It's by faith that we're saved, not of our works. In verse number 31, we come to a very important consideration. The questions asked Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. The question being asked by many today is. Since we are saved by faith, through the grace of God, can we now disregard the law? Can we throw out the law as unnecessary? That is a very popular opinion espoused by many that call themselves Christians. But notice Paul's response to this question. For the third time in this chapter, he uses this phrase, God forbid, or absolutely not, Heavens! No. Instead, we establish the law. To establish means to hold up, to elevate, to stand upon. Now, this is not, as some would suppose, legalism. Legalism is using the law as a means of grace. The law does not save us or keep us saved. The law simply shows us our need for salvation. The law is very important when it comes to to understanding salvation. Without the condemnation of the law, we would never see the need for the saving grace in Jesus Christ. The law must be lifted up to show us the path of redemption. In Galatians chapter number 3, the Apostle Paul explains further where he says, Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under the schoolmaster. The schoolmaster is our, our teacher, our instructor, the one that we build our life upon. Now thinking of teachers in our lifetime, we, on the same principle we must make sure to continue the work of a schoolmaster that continues to instruct others that will follow us as well, that they too can build upon the principles that we learned in our youth. The same is true with the law. If we forsake the law, we forsake the road that leads to redemption. You see, we are not justified or saved by the law, but without the law, we could never come to the place of justification. We would not be where we are today if we had not learned the lessons of life in our youth and built upon those lessons in our adult life. The law brings us to the place where we realize our need for a Savior, and grace offers us that salvation. That concludes our study in this chapter of the book of Romans for the week. Next week we will journey to the next chapter as we travel the Romans road. I look forward to seeing you this Lord's Day. Join us in the Sunday school hour at 9.30 where we will be discussing what we have learned in this chapter. In the morning service at 10.30 and in the evening service at 6 o'clock, We will be preaching out of this chapter. If you are in the area and do not have a home church, we encourage you to consider joining our family. If you already belong to a Bible-believing church, please be faithful there. If you are not sure of your eternal destiny, feel free to contact us anytime at fbcamboy.org. Until next time, have a great day with Jesus.